0: The Ancient One Show, the place to be for all things Indigenous with the focus of healing from trauma and living a healthy life. On this show, I will discuss a variety of topics that affect Indigenous people on a daily basis. I do Indigenous energy healing and tarot reading, so I will also be discussing the chakras, energy, the power of your body, and tarot. I hear you loud and clear, and I personally know the feeling of suffering from trauma. Imagine a world where we all begin to work on healing from our trauma. Sit back and enjoy the show, and I'll see you in the next episode.
1: Yo. Peace. All right, peace, peace. Didn't hear nothing at first. What's happening with you?
0: Hey, what's going on?
1: All right, all right.
0: Okay. All righty. so we're getting ready to start the show. So let me do my little intro.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All righty. So let me get into my professional voice
1: or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. All righty.
0: Welcome to the Ancient One Show. I'm your host, Kia Hatha And today's topic is about healing the indigenous wound. And I have a guest speaker and he goes by the name Kehoe. How you doing, Kehoe?
1: All right. Now, how you feeling? How you feeling? How's everybody feeling out there?
0: I'm doing really good. Really good. So what do you think about today's topic about um, healing the indigenous womb? And when when I say womb, I'm speaking male. I'm speaking female because we all come from the womb, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's mm-hmm. that's what I mean when I say womb.
1: Well, I'm definitely glad to hear you speaking about it. Uh that you're speaking on it because uh, I've been dealing with one side of the spectrum for a while and it's just, it's good to see you reaching out to make something happen. So I'm here for it.
0: Oh yeah. I think, I think in a conversation like this, it should be a male and a female perspective versus mm-hmm. just a one-sided perspective, right? Cause mm-hmm. I don't know what it is to be a man and mm-hmm. you don't know what it is to be a woman. But if we both come together and share our perspectives, we can finally get to some healing.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. Okay. So, from from your opinion, what do you think needs to happen to start healing the indigenous womb?
1: Now, we mean our interaction or relations with each other, or individually. Both. I really think we 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 definitely need to start sitting down and speaking more openly about things. We definitely that, that, that's that's the first thing we need to do is get together and speak openly about our feelings our emotions and everything that's on the table.
0: I totally agree. I completely agree. Um, If you don't mind, I want to read real quick. I was doing some research on the matter and this one is dealing with the masculine womb trauma. Okay. And this article is coming from the UK, kamayahealing.co.uk. And so it was giving some characteristics of wound trauma that can show up for men. And it says, it includes emotional avoidance, difficulty to feel deeper emotional currents or verbalize them, distance from heart, disconnection or disregard for heart-based alignment or expression, overuse of intellect to connect with others, especially in intimate relationships, difficulty finding consistent stillness within, The root chakra is not grounded easily. Need to be seen, achieved through conflict, combat, or passive aggressive avoidance. Mistrust and misunderstanding of feminine movement. Movement is felt as threatening, inconvenient, something to stop or suppress. Skepticism and lack of trust in the world. Life is seen through negative lens. World is bad, I am good, for example unsure of deep purpose or life purpose, feeling of being lost, but making do with a superficial role or career, even though it lacks passion, fear of vulnerability and dismissing of those who are vulnerable, inability to engage in healthy conflict, burying head in sand, not able to speak truth easily, unable to connect with deep seated anger, rage or the rage they show is unspeakable, protecting of others by suppressing self, controlling environment and others to stay safe, unspoken, unrealized hatred towards own mother. Mm. Have you witnessed any of those um, in the men you've come across in your life?
1: That is definitely accurate. I've definitely witnessed that. I've actually uh been in, that, been in a place like that okay. with a few of those things, but yeah, that uh, it's very accurate.
0: Okay, okay, cool. and see, I like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that because I'm all over here stuck in my
2: <laughs> womb trauma yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Shoot,
0: I'm over here dealing with my womb trauma. I don't even get a chance to look like, wow, do men go through this and oh, see yeah. those are the type of talks we need to have because we have too many of the pitting the men against women talks, but we're really going through all this, the same thing
1: mm-hmm. We're it's, really going
0: through the same thing.
1: You know, when when somebody has uh, sensitive points or, or triggers, let's 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 say that. I know people get triggered by the word trigger, but it's yes. hard to have a to to get off into these conversations when when that place is uh, there. That is
0: true when it's when it's so raw because there has been no healing done as of yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in order to be healed, you got to be triggered. I and mean. in order to keep healing, you got to be triggered because I've been in my processes of healing and I don't you know, thought I went in and cleaned up some stuff and then something to trigger me. And I'm like, well, dang, I guess I got to go back in and do some more work.
1: Definitely. It's the trigger. You have to be triggered. But the response is what uh, could shut it down or allow it to blossom. So Very a lot true. of like, times the response just kind of kills it immediately. and We both know that.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Because it can, it can go off the tracks really quick when people. Because there's nothing wrong with being triggered, right? That's a, it's a response to a trauma. But as you said, it's the response to that. Whether you're going to just live in that trigger or you're going to recognize it, like, wow, I just got, I just got triggered. So let me, let me take a moment and analyze Mm -hmm. why I got triggered.
1: Yeah, like you said, you said recognize. A lot of people say, uh, if you can recognize. A problem. I think it goes beyond it. I think it's uh not just recognize it, but accepting it as a problem.
0: Well to that's true.
1: That's
0: very true. But you know, to even accept it, you gotta first recognize that it's there.
1: Yeah. Some people don't get things that recognize that it's there and they just yeah, stick in that. Yeah, place. some
0: of them don't. <laughs> they don't because they really don't want to heal. And you know, sometimes people find a benefit in staying traumatized, right? Because mm-hmm. they get um, the pity parties and the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so sorry you went through this, that, and the third, da, da, da. Year, after year after year after year after year after year. And it's like, don't you want to get to the part where it's like, congratulations for healing that trauma. I'm so proud of you for, you know, working through it. But
2: mm-hmm. some people
0: know that they're at that recognized stage, like you said, they're not at that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to admit that these traumas, exists within me
1: Uh, and I'm going to blame and blame and that for everything that they do. For
0: everything they do. Absolutely. They, you know, for everything that they do, they say it's because of my trauma. Okay. So now you recognize that. So where do we go from here? So because in their reality, everything they do is based upon their trauma, which may or may not be true. But now that it's recognized, it's like, what do we do now? Because if what you've done is hurt others because of your own trauma, shouldn't you change? Or are we just going to keep doing the same thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, the hurt people, hurt people thing, right?
0: Exactly. Over and over and over again. Or same way with um going back to the 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 womb trauma, you know, having mother issues and mommy issues is just not for men. It's for, for anybody that was born birthed from a wound. Okay. Mm-hmm. Women can have mother issues men can have mother issues. Men can have father issues, women can have father issues. But basically, stemming from not getting what you need from your parents.
1: Yeah, you know what I've noticed typically though, that's because the parents uh, re- they, reflect the same issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they didn't get what they need. And mm-hmm. a lot of it has, and that's why I said the indigenous womb, because a lot of this is a um, cycle of trauma that was created by outsiders that mm-hmm. started to rip and tear apart the fabric of the family. Because see, the family to us wasn't just mama and daddy. Mm-hmm. It was the tribe. There was a, a, you had many mothers and many fathers.
1: The village, yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. So if, so if one, if so let's say if your, your, um, your core mother and father for what other reasons, mental illness, physical illness, whatever the case may be, was not able to be there in the full capacity, you didn't lack anything. Because mm. you had so many other people that can come in and take care of that part for you. But yes. now with the that structure being destroyed, if your your um core family, you know, your core mother and father has any type of deficiencies, you really, really feel it. Mm-hmm. You really feel it.
1: Yeah, I definitely need think we need some forums or somewhere to start uh speaking directly on our issues.
0: Yeah, and not being um embarrassed to speak about the issues or being worried about is someone gonna use your trauma against you because if anybody that will use somebody's trauma against them they, they got some they got some mental issues, and they need to work through those things. But I think a lot of people want to protect themselves. They don't want to let someone know that, you know, hey, you know, I'm dealing with anxiety or I'm dealing with depression or I'm dealing with PTSD or whatever it is that they're dealing with because of the womb trauma Mm -hmm. and then the life choices made after that because they Mm -hmm. just don't want to be vulnerable in that way. Because in our current society, people are just not they're not they really don't care. You know,
2: yes.
0: just just keep it real. They don't care.
1: Yes, yes. Then You know, the, the Internet gives everyone a voice. And some of the most traumatized people are, oh. are the ones lashing out. And They're, uh, the loudest. Yes. <laughs>
0: They're the loudest of the voices. The traumatized people are the loudest of the voices.
1: And, and, and the way they put it out can get misconstrued and just make things even worse. You got traumatized yes. people hollering back at traumatized people and just... <laughs> Trauma flying everywhere.
0: Yep, trauma flying everywhere, causing even more trauma. And it's like, can we start to get to the point where we heal? Because where are we going to get to if we continue with this, this, this circle of abuse, this cycle of abuse? It keeps going around and around and around and around and around. Because to be quite honest, um, to bring the internet into it, a lot of people they're not really talking to you. They've made you a proxy for whoever hurt them
1: i agree i agree
0: so it's like they're lashing out at you because you are that thing that they don't have enough courage to really face
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and then they they you know they go on and you know they want to they they have these talks about all men are this or all women are that and it's like no no that's not true (laughs) no that's not true can Mm. we can we say that the men you've encountered or you chose to be around are like this? Can you say the women you've encountered or the women you chose to be around are like this?
1: Yeah, true that. True yeah. that.
0: Because anytime they go into the all, oh, it's like, okay, yeah, deeply traumatized and not working on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely remember being at a low point and I kept coming in contact with others who seemed to be at a low point. Oh yeah. You know, know, let me say this though. I I I began to believe that these interactions or this contact was intentional, and it wasn't necessarily for us to tear each other down. It was because we can both help each other to lift each other up out of that place a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. We
1: Mm -hmm. can learn from each other, and someone who is coming from that place of hurt, you know, can you know they can feel or understand where you come from. But sometimes those relationships go the other direction, and you. Tear each other down.
0: Yeah, they can get really codependent. And it's like, especially if one side wants to evolve and the other side does not.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like that change is a scary thing to some folks, though. I've noticed that over the time.
0: Yeah, especially if they use their trauma as a way to just skate by and not do what they know they need to do, whether that's take care of their children, take care of themselves, whatever it is, if they've used their trauma as the excuse not to be productive, then no, they don't want to change because then, hey, they have to start being productive. And that looks scary to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That accountability comes in right there, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Everybody everybody always screaming accountability, too. But it seems like they're just screaming it.
0: Yeah, it's accountability is hard for everybody. I don't care how many people like, oh well, it's no problem. No, accountability especially if you don't really mess up. <laughs> if you don't you really mm-hmm. messed up. I mean, yeah. you have a whole conversation with you like, okay, you just got to you just got to take accountability for this. Yeah, it's gonna sting, it's gonna hurt. But it's not like it's automatically, oh yeah, I'm gonna take accountability because I mean you did screw up, right? So if you mm-hmm. was at the level to where accountability was just so easy, you wouldn't really be screwing up, would you?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: you wouldn't be. You don't got to that stage where you know not to harm yourself or anybody else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, people, they, they love to say it like it's just so easy to do. But everybody t- struggles with some degree of accountability.
1: True that. Right. Yeah.
0: But once you get to that stage, and that's when you can evolve, you can change, you can really take a look at yourself, your actions, your interactions, and you can adjust within a healthy spectrum.
1: Yes, you know, sometimes that involves stepping away from these media outlets and the confusion that they cause, too.
0: Oh, my goodness, most definitely. I have really decrease my interaction with um, well they want to be known as Meta now so with Meta because it is a energetic cesspool for trauma and it seems like it is um, trauma lives and thrives and is promoted on the platform let's put it like that Mm-hmm. And there is also psychological experiments, um, in my opinion, being done towards people of color to keep them in a perpetual state of trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, which, yes, yes.
0: Which benefits corporations on many fronts, if you know what I mean.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I yeah. just saw a video today. Let me tell you. Uh, what is that? The Mandela effect. Yeah, you, know, you heard. I know you heard of that. Right? Oh yeah. And they remember that like was like a, a big movie scene.
0: that was similar.
1: Yes, 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 yeah. it did. But they they just they had. A, uh, so I caught a uh, probably about 20, 30 minute clip. The Mandela effect. Some of the things that they changed, like the 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 Sinbad movie and mm-hmm. the, the spellings and different things like that. And they were saying it didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It was a guy on there talking, and uh, from what I gathered from it, it seemed to be something that was done intentionally, whether it's government or some other agency or something that was done intentionally, things were changed and to make it seem like they weren't changed and didn't exist, just to have some kind of effect on on the mind of people from the way he was describing it and what he was saying, and then he got to make it a mockery of it, so somewhere along the line right there, there is a uh, psychological games being played, and that does not help us period
0: oh definitely not and um just like social hypnosis (laughs) a Mm. lot of these platforms is nothing more than social hypnosis Mm -hmm. yeah following Mm -hmm. the crowd and not thinking much about your actions just doing what you think you're supposed to do
2: yeah
0: and social media is definitely social hypnosis like i don't know
1: um yeah i've seen
0: these challenges where literally Mm -hmm. it's like you you can watch thousands of videos of people doing the same thing. Like, in what world is that normal?
1: Yeah, yeah. In this new world, uh, in this new world, uh, definitely.
0: It's like where's the individuality? But then it causes it causes trauma to people to start think. Well, I'm not like these people. or I'm not doing these things that they're, these people are doing because they're seeing so many people do the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Instead of the other way around, like no, you're fine. You're absolutely normal. It is them that has been caught in a time loop. Yeah, it's not you.
1: I think it makes it you when you jump right into in and on to these boats and trends that people follow.
0: Oh, most definitely because I mean, and I think the older older you are, like I'm, I'll be 49 this year. So I, you know, I was born in '73, so I've seen trends come and go, and I'm old enough to be like, oh, okay, they're recycling stuff. Definitely. Because it's not like... Go ahead.
1: I said full circle.
0: Oh, definitely full circle. It's like, what happened to the... It's like the, the true creativity has been stifled for quite some time, and the people who are creative, they have been deemed as being crazy. Yeah. And it's just the same recycling over and over again. It's it's kinda, of, you know what it kind of reminds me of with the, the social hypnosis and the recycling. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the scene in the Wiz, right?
2: Yes.
0: Where the wizard was hyping up one color and it, oh, you ain't nothing if you ain't seen in green. And everybody like, you know, they singing about green. And then the next few seconds, they talk about it's purple, the color purple. Mm-hmm. They don't forget all about forget all about green. And now it's purple, and you gotta be wearing purple to be, you know. In the in-crowd yeah. and imagine what that does to the mind.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's a lot, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, definitely.
0: Definitely. Now I wanted to um start a conversation um to the indigenous wound and 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 focus it on the woman and having um relations, if you know what I mean. Yes, with a man that has Womb trauma and is at the stage where he really hates women and the energetic trauma that that causes that woman.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot. Shit, a lot right there.
0: <laughs> That's a lot because could you imagine? I mean, and a lot of women are in this position where they are having relations with men who internally hate women. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I always found that found that interesting.
0: Yeah, but and you know, some people they gaslight themselves into making excuses for other grown adults' behaviors mm-hmm. that are just not right, and then the the men that have this mindset, they don't really understand all the way where this trauma comes from, so their actions play out in in like I had read in rage and it's become to play out in rageful sex.
1: <laughs> I always thought that, uh, or felt like some of these women jump in these relationships in hopes to heal or oh, thinking yeah. that they could fix a man.
0: Mm, oh, uh, listen, I will. Can I, can I raise my hand? Can y'all see my hand? Raised? <laughs> like, for, no, let me raise my hand and both of my, Okay. Yes. I was very guilty of that because this society makes it feel like it is the woman's responsibility to be, you know, the carer, the giver, the healer and all this and all that. And so you fall into this mindset where you just, you know, it's my duty to heal. No, it is not. I am not the triage center, sir. Okay. You know, no, because people like that will bring you down. They will mm-hmm. bring you down. You can't heal nobody. They have to heal themselves.
1: Oh yeah. Somebody jumping over the ledge, they definitely gonna take you with them. No,
0: they gonna they gonna they're gonna go on over there by themselves because it no sir. <laughs> I will call someone to help you. <laughs> but it's a no, you're not taking me down with you. But that's a learned process when you start putting those boundaries in place and be like, hold up. No, it's not my obligation to heal you. And yes, a lot of women get into these relationships where they know that these men have these womb traumas and feel a certain way about women. And you can tell it with everything that they do, but they feel like, well, if I can only show him that, you know, there's good women in the world. And if I only, you know, cook good food and clean and you know mm-hmm. all of this domesticated servant type of behavior, which is not gonna heal nobody's trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, one has to know what a good woman is or looks like to even know that's what he has.
0: Yeah, he needs he needs to first love himself. Mm-hmm. And then on the, but on the other flip side of the coin, you have these men that want to come in and save a woman.
2: Yeah, yeah, true and
0: that. and they are drugged down too. Because why are you saving her?
1: And men I do mean, it for a lot of superficial reasons. So you know, just because well, she's pretty.
0: Oh yeah, a lot of them is, and, and then a lot of it is because of control too. But then you do have some men that that feel like, you know if they're depending upon where where the empathy level is that they have to come and save her because she just doesn't know what it means to be with a good man. So I'm going to come in and save her. I've even seen men that, which this has always boggled my mind. They've gotten a woman who has, was literally in her situation that was not good at all for various Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, And then, Poof, she in his house. And it's like, wait a minute.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wait a minute. There was no there was no break in between, so somebody can do some healing. And now she's over here with you.
1: Yeah, that's a common thing too. That jump jump from partner to partner.
0: Jump from partner to partner. Um, and you know, some people are afraid to be alone.
1: Yeah, they, yeah you think so?
0: Yeah, well. I've talked to people that say that they, they're afraid to be alone. So they jump from relationship to relationship. And it's like they've never really spent time with not being in a relationship. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Like, if some people, they come straight from their, their parents' home to being in a relationship with somebody and living with that person. And if that don't work out, they hop to another relationship that they're living with somebody and they never really live by themselves long enough to know themselves if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I started off like that, but I never recognized it as that till, uh later on in life. I yes. started just jumping, jumping, jumping ship like that. Never really had my own thing until later on and, and didn't realize how peaceful that was. But really I think you, you got to learn how to deal with yourself alone first. I think people who don't mm-hmm. want to be alone and can't stand to be alone don't know how to tolerate themselves.
0: Right, but one other people to tolerate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That was always interesting to me because I'm the type of person where I love being chilling with myself. And I guess it's because I had, I was the only girl. So I had two brothers and, you know, they ain't trying to, they weren't trying to watch what I wanted to watch. They wasn't trying to do what I wanted to do. Mm
2: -hmm. So,
0: I mean, chilling with me is what is all I've ever known. And I'm quite comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. but having that time has allowed me to really see me and to embrace evolving and learning this and that about myself, and then observing others, and then knowing, like, ooh, no, I don't think I want to do that. It ain't work out too well for them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I was not the one to think I was gonna, uh, you know, do it better. No, mm-mm. it didn't work out for the 10 people I saw. I am not i'm not doing it Mm -hmm. i'm not doing it no i will observe how this works and yeah it don't work so
1: yeah i I am
0: not going to do it but yeah um so go back to this uh topic of rageful sex like me at my age I, i i take a problem with the concept that um some men have developed to where they think that painful relations um, it's like it's funny. Like they'll make statements like oh she, well, she was running for me and she was doing it and they think it's funny mm-hmm. and it's like no no sir no.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely yeah. no. Like but it doesn't register in their brain because it's it's not about her. hmm it's it's never been about her. It's all mm. been about him and his secret hatred towards women because of his womb trauma. Mm.
1: That's 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 deep. But let me ask this though: mm-hmm. What about the women who like that kind of thing? Is it, you well, think it's something with them uh, in the same path of trauma?
0: A- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think that a lot of women that like that type of behavior. Have at some point experienced some form of abuse or have been trained to like that type of behavior and they don't know anything outside of that paradigm.
2: <clears throat>
0: like if you if you if you sat down the majority of people and asked them about tantric, they'd be like, Well, what's that? Huh? <clears throat> what's that? I don't know what that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause that's the actual connecting on a more spiritual. Level
2: mm-hmm.
0: during relations, in in less of this 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 dominance dance.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it could be almost abusive, right?
0: To almost
1: <laughs>
0: when they yeah. use terms like "oh, girl, I'm gonna beat it up." Ex, what you gonna?
1: Huh?
0: <laughs> oh, she couldn't walk after. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, you know, I never never viewed it like that, but and that's that's definitely what it is.
0: Mm -hmm. It really Mm. is. It's really really traumatic. I mean, and it's like... Now, there was a situation when this guy had told me that he had got with this woman who... She had some traumas or what have you. And during relations, she introduced him to the traumatic relations. Mm. And I was like, and you went for it? Now you traumatized.
1: Mm-hmm. So, when you say that, we include like the choking and all that as a part of that too?
0: Well, let's see. Choking usually restricts <laughs> the air. Well, I'm just saying, wait <laughs> a minute. Choking usually restricts the airway, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the body's response to that is to do whatever it can to get air again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely include that. <laughs> yeah, because if you find pleasure with being close to death's doorstep, um that's it's it's something i it's either mental or physical imbalance happening somewhere where you mm. need that type of rush
1: okay we're talking hair pulling too that's that why that, everything falls into that category
0: i would say with the hair pulling there are degrees to that because there could be light just like not like come here, you know that vulgar snatch and grab because Slight because remember the scalp has nerves, right? Mm-hmm. That sends sensations through the body. So if it's something to stimulate those nerves to create okay. a more full body experience, yeah, but but just snatch and grab and commit, you know what I'm saying? And i mm-hmm. no 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 anything that remotely resembles an abusive, rageful interaction is not healthy.
2: Okay, I get it. I it's get not. it.
0: Is not healthy. And yeah, people derive pleasure from it, but you have to really think about, well, where is the pleasure really coming from?
2: Mm. You know, yeah.
0: wouldn't it be more pleasurable to connect with your partner and to have a deeper connection with your partner? Like some people don't even know how to co- connect when it does not involve sex. Mm. Especially with, within the, uh, a romantic situation. They, they, don't, they don't know what that... What do you mean? I have to have sex to connect with somebody. Really?
2: Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. think
0: that foreplay is something sexual.
1: We, we, what kind of foreplay are we talking about? Like physical foreplay? or Because I know there's levels to foreplay.
0: Yeah, there's levels to foreplay. But fore, foreplay is, is the mind. Dealing with the mind. Yeah. Dealing with the mind. Okay. And it does not have to be sexual.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, But some people not
0: aware, though. (laughs) They, you know, they can't even get past a simple back rub. Because, I mean, two seconds into the back rub, they already want to, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, they might be really into into it though <laughs> listen
0: at some point you know but it's the whole it's because there's not a it's not really truly a loving process it's a let's hurry up and rush and get to this point rather mm-hmm. than let's sit with each other hold with each other connect with each other
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's not it's, it's in this society for quite some time only a few people who have evolved to that stage indulge mm. in that that true connectivity
1: you think uh, a relationship could be sustained without that mental connect
0: absolutely not without the mental connect i mean how you can only stay in the bed for so long mm. you got to get out that bed sometimes so what happens then
1: yes you're right about that
0: yeah no i don't think it could be sustained like no no i mean unless it's just one of those situations where it's not really a relationship it's more so a hookup
1: Mm. how long you think those could last
0: to be quite honest those things can last for years
1: i've seen them last longer than actual relationships
0: yeah those things can last for years and you want to know why Because the person does not have to truly be emotionally invested. Or if they develop emotions or feelings, they just talk themselves out of it. But there's no true, true, true vulnerable connection.
2: Mm. Okay, I
1: see that.
0: Yeah, so yeah, those things can go on and on and on and on and on and on. on.
1: You don't think it ever uh, grows into anything emotional, even if it's not spoken?
0: I think it grow it I think it grows into something emotional um, fairly quick. But based upon the conversations and the you who you dealing with, it's either you know this person is not can't really meet those other needs, or y'all even had that conversation and one person's like, nah, no, I don't want a relationship, I just want to keep doing this. But yeah, I believe that the emotions develop fairly quick. It's just, like I said, people talk themselves out of those those emotions, those feelings, and they keep it how it is. And it depends on what the dynamics is at home. Do they have somebody?
2: Hmm.
0: Do true. they have a bunch of somebodies?
1: Because
0: hmm. <laughs> you never know. You never know.
1: So, yeah, but, but... Can you be connected to someone truly if you have a bunch of somebodies? <laughs>
0: Yo your, your energy is, is scattered in too many places.
1: So you don't think you can have you can a have a connection, but it's
0: gonna be surface. Hmm. It's gonna be surface because listen, I don't know what nobody else is talking about, but it is hard to to juggle the emotions and the energy of more than one person. It's hard. Somebody's gonna be lacking somewhere. I agree. Somebody's gonna have to be lacking somewhere, and somebody gonna be in their feelings. And in those type of dynamics, the person that's usually in control of that dynamic is usually really emotionally unavailable. Very, I'm just gonna say it: narcissistic.
1: Knew <laughs> that was coming. I mean, so so look, but let me add oh, oh, back. Still on that. How does the man who's in a relationship sustain the relationship, spreading himself so thin, or the woman? How, how does that? How does how does that work? Do well, I
0: mean, when you think about the dynamics, it's usually someone who is on a power trip, right? And they find vulnerable people to participate. Mm. So when you have this power dynamic, it's easy to sustain it when you're dealing with wounded, vulnerable people.
1: But what about the woman or the man the main one that 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 is the the basis or the root of the relation when they're actually in a relationship with
0: you talking about the cult leader or are you talking about the
1: member the co yeah. <laughs> the, the cult leader will be the participant with the bunches right I' some of the one that, that the cult leader is maintaining a trying to maintain a solid foundation oh, the of first the relationship victim. okay <laughs>
0: that, so you, you, yeah yeah you, yeah you talk about the first victim cult. yeah. The, the very first cult member. I mean, well, think about it. That person has endured the 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 um, psychological neglect and abuse for the longest. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but because when you truly look at these dynamics, it's like you could see the narcissistic behaviors of the top person who's getting all of their needs met by all the participants, mm-hmm. and then but the participants are lacking because he don't have to share them with nobody, but they have to share him with everybody, him or her, because this is, could be the same for a woman too.
1: So who would you say is the worst off? The uh, the one spreading it out or the one being shorted?
0: Who would be the worse off as far mm-hmm. as getting their needs met?
1: yeah who would be the uh one in the in, in the most traumatic head space
0: oh of course the the cult leader
1: hmm. okay
0: of course okay. i mean imagine the the level of psychosis you have to be up under to just do something like that to to hurt multiple people like that
1: even if they're a willing participant
0: are they really a willing participant if they are already traumatized. Uh,
1: okay.
0: I mean, cause I, I think that they may not even have the ability to make healthy choices. Mm. And we're not talking about, you know, cause a lot of people like to say, oh, well that was an ancient practice. That We are in modern times, okay? It, cause back in the day, they didn't have all of their wives or husbands piled up in the same house.
2: Mm, mm, mm. okay there Mm was
0: i mean people had their dignity their space their individuality i mean it's you know it's it was different Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it was different it was not done on a food stamp budget
1: yeah you're right i remember the first movies they uh started showing and uh like the guy would have like two three houses on the same block Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, here this day, here this day, here this day, and the only time it would be uh, as a collective would be like doing the sister wife with the children thing or something, so doing something with the children or something to that nature. But right. as far as sleeping and and you know, basically living, he had multiple. Houses. But that show, I can't remember the name of that show, but uh, the first shows I seen, that was how it was uh, performed.
0: Right now, let's think about. Let's go to. Let's get into the mind of, of the of the man that is participating. Like a, a healthy a healthy thinking man would feel a sense of exhaustion and guilt, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean,
0: especially especially once babies start coming into the dynamic. But an unhealthy selfish man will see it as a prideful puff out the chest type of situation. Look at me, I'm this and I'm that because I have all of these women's at my beck and call, you know, listening to me all of my barking orders.
1: You think a woman would uh be in that same headspace?
0: Yeah. I absolutely do.
1: Okay.
0: I absolutely do because and I a lot of those uh in in my opinion, just from my observation, a lot of those people don't even know what real love is because you know, it's all about them, their wants, their needs, and their desires. And mm. having them met whenever they want them to be met. Because if they knew what love is and they know what it means to be hurt in the process of love, so then they will be conscious about how they treat another human being. Okay. You know, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I want multiple. But are you willing to carefully handle the heart of these multiples? And are you willing to do the same when your children are born out of those situations? And then you have to think about those situations. You know, how are you going to explain this to your babies? When they mm. see mama feeling like she's neglected
2: mm.
0: or she burnt out and tired of the situation, but where is she going to go and what is she going to do? Because mm. this is all she knows. And what I also notice is they like to get them young.
1: Mm. Impressionable.
0: Young and impressionable and programmable.
1: Yeah, there you go. I yeah. think everyone's programmable, programmable though. <laughs> I think that's just. Well, yeah.
0: the older you get, the more, the, the more boundaries you have in place.
1: Uh, yeah, through your experiences, you no doubt.
0: Yeah, through your experiences in life, and you be like, and no. So, you know, when you're younger, you don't even you don't know what boundaries are. You don't know. You just, hey, you just, you, you're still in the absorbing all information stage
1: hmm so so when- let me ask you this though do you think it is possible to love more than one person uh to completion
0: well i guess you will have to um determine what is that completion
1: what i mean by by fulfilling all that one may want or need because i know it varies between different individuals
0: i mean is that really possible because at s- some point, you're going to get depleted. I mean, you could absolutely love more than one person. That's like, of course. But to really, truly fulfill all of those relationships in a healthy way, and you're just one person? Mm-hmm. I don't think so.
1: And when you say healthy, what do you mean by, I mean, what, what are we defining as healthy?
0: Well, I would say within the healthy connection, as in it's not a selfish um, interaction, it's meeting um, that person's, whatever y'all discuss as far as what this person feels like they need from you emotionally and or physically, or the time spent just building and keeping that connection, or the time spent with the children from that connection.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, see, because it's it's real easy to do this in the third when children ain't involved, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. like what you did when children wasn't involved is what you did when children wasn't involved. But when children become a part of that dynamic,
1: so do you think? Uh, I know we're talking about like poly relationships and things.
2: Mm-hmm. Would uh
1: uh, 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 homosexual relationships fall in these uh funny funny places? What do you mean? I mean like if uh would they fall into an unhealthy place for as far as children
0: like i don't know I don't know where you're getting that because
1: Well, you I said well, about- a polygamous relationship having uh more than uh one one partner could fall into an unhealthy relationship, but having two of the same partners would that would that be because you have that relationship be healthy
0: absolutely it could be healthy. Okay. Yeah, it can absolutely be healthy.
1: I just wanted your opinion on that. Oh,
0: yeah. It can absolutely be healthy because you can have um, heterosexual couples and and they both can be a toxic parent. Mm. And then you can have same-sex parents and they can be toxic or not be toxic. So I think it's the character of the people involved in the parenting versus the sex of the parents.
1: And so you think a polygamous relationship could also go in a good direction as well if it's done properly, right?
0: I honestly don't. And the reason why I say this is because you have one person expending their energy amongst other people, two, three, four, however that dynamic go. At some point, there is not be, they're, they're not being truly vulnerable but they're not truly, truly connecting with the person. Mm. I mean, one, one connecting with one person can exhaust you, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: With the, with the ups and downs within human interactions, right? Okay. You double that. You triple that. You quadruple that. Do you I think that that training. one person can truly sustain it at a healthy level?
1: Ah, I think if any kind of relationship, that's why I I brought the same sex thing, I think if any kind of relationship uh, is handled responsibly, you can grow or or you can grow from any of them.
0: So do you think in this current climate that the poly relationships that's been advertised to us on social media comes from a healthy place?
1: No. I really think you'd have to be in uh you'd have to be financially you'd have to be very uh comfortable
2: mm-hmm. to be
1: able to pro- to provide and uh successfully uh provide just alone within that and a lot of them that we see uh uh they look like they're just something that people are doing it's not really structured like it could be
0: but even within the structures ones right that we see that are outside the realm of the um people of color even the structured ones with money is a hot mess
2: <laughs>
1: yeah it, and they got the,
0: they don't bought up the whole doggone block and everybody live in a huge <laughs> big home <laughs> okay
1: yeah yeah i know yeah. it's got to be chaos ain't, uh,
0: yeah ain't struggling financially but it is still a mess Because it's usually ran by the the cult leader who is very narcissistic in manner. And they don't care about anybody else's needs, wants, and or desires. It's what they say and what they say only.
1: So do you think at all there is any non-narcissistic or close to... uh... No, I don't. You know I'm individuals doing it I'm no, to get honestly
0: it out i honestly i don't because and again I, I need to reference that we're not talking about ancient times because during other times there was different necessities and needs and there was different reasons why another wife was taken on um it could have been because you know the brother this is his wife he passed away now the the oldest brother stepping in and taking on the family. There's other dynamics, but it's definitely not the case now.
1: You think any of those dynamics exist today?
0: With how selfish people are? absolutely no. I, I really honestly <laughs> I, I, no. I'm just being seriously. Honestly, um, no, because the fabric of of having a true community has been so destroyed. I mean, it's like barely hanging on by raggedy threads.
1: Yeah. And we are very uh over or hyper-sexualized within this uh society we live in today.
0: In an unhealthy, it's unhealthily over-sexualized. It's not, it's not sexualized in a way of because there's nothing wrong with sex, but it's it's like in a traumatic sex way. It's in a way to where it's is very demeaning of women.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's kind of like the woman is just a product
1: to be used. Sexually. Well, you, you have to if some some women kind of give the rep. Some some women put themselves well, out here. I'm not anymore. gonna.
0: I'm definitely not going to say that some women have not fell into that programming because you got to think about it. What have mm-hmm. they seen pushed to them? that told them this is what a woman is and this is how a woman needs to act and behave so that she can get what? She can get the man.
2: hmm Because
0: I don't know, when the last time they really advertised you, to you that, you know, a woman that is not being sexually exploited is something to be desired? Like, when?
1: <laughs> uh, we ain't seen nothing years. That's we what I'm saying. We can't even years. get
0: past a regular commercial <laughs> without... Too much happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So imagine seeing that as a young girl growing up. Hmm. You're gonna think like, oh, okay, this. So this is you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. And you know, now at first it was the TV raising the children, now it's the internet raising the children.
1: Uh, that suggests we need more positive role models then.
0: There, yeah. And there are a lot of positive role models, but you have to also realize that we do not control the algorithm. We don't control what we see. Because just because we put something in the search bar don't mean that's what we're going to get filtered back to us, everything that we want to see. Because remember, they did a study about that. Yeah. How two, three different people can put in the same search term term and get back different content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's typically aligned with the things you search and uh you know what I'm saying, the things you're looking at through your phone, so that that kind of goes back to the person too,
0: yeah, but it's also done upon i p location, and they know the demographic within that area, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and it's like you know why you know why I'm not again, it says social hypnosis.
1: Do you, know, you think there's any way around that to uh, begin to shift the dynamic with our younger younger generations?
0: In order for us to get around that to where, well, let's get to why the TV and why the internet is raising the children. It's because the parents are suffering from some type of untri- unhealed trauma and also because parents have to work so many hours just to make a piece of a living these days, so they're never really in the house to be able to monitor the children.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even if you got a two parent household, some people is one person coming in, the other one leaving out to go to work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah.
0: so it's the environment has been mastered to where our precious children you know are being programmed by some other folks but it is as i said mastered to be that way
1: yeah mm. so yeah. what you how do we how do we begin to change that aspect of things
0: how do we I, I guess it's really on an individual level and we just have to well first of all we have to get to a point where we can get ourselves financially comfortable Okay. because if it's is hard to change that when you have to be at work so many hours just so you, that you can keep a roof over your children's head and food in their belly clothes on their back mm-hmm. yeah cuz even if you had them over at, at a family house well if that family member is not paying attention or they're into ratchet behavior <laughs> you know
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: you know it's still but it's ultimately it's getting to a place where you financially have more of your time mm. and our community needs to be taught financial literacy
1: but who does that whose role is that I mean even with everything we're saying whose is that the parents should should it, should it be organizations put in place whose well, role is I, it to I, step well, up if and the start parent it?
0: don't if the parent don't know, they can't teach it, right? Mm-hmm. So, as, and they do have some people that um, is on the internet and they're teaching financial literacy, but the idea has to be introduced into the community because some, you know, if you don't know a thing exists, you don't know a thing exists, right? Mm-hmm. So it has to be introduced within the community. And yeah, I think within the community centers, there should be a course in financial literacy.
1: Ooh, I don't see too many community centers. Especially I know, I know, and see the that's the
0: thing too. Growing up, we had community centers. We had you can go to the community center um, and you know learn, play basketball, all types of stuff. And in the summertime, you can go to the community centers and get lunch every day. Hmm. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something that's long removed.
0: Well, you want to destroy a community, take away things that the community needs.
1: Yeah. But I remember when uh when I was in high school, when they still had trades in high school, I had, had like three, four trades by my junior year. You know, I was welding wood, home economics, and I don't yeah. see any of that anymore. So
0: they do have some here in here in Florida, they do have some. Like um my my oldest daughter was in um, she was taking up mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they do have some, but not like it used to be like back in the day when we had home Mac and and carpentry and stuff like that. No, because think about it. Those, those skills are entrepreneurial skills, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want that because that takes away the whole, um, money machine of college and going getting degrees that will forever have you working for somebody else which i i never understood but mm-hmm. you're going to pay all of that money to have to be a perpetual worker
1: mhm you know with uh with doing this whole pandemic thing those uh, desk jobs those are the people who got sent home
0: yeah the call centers a lot yeah they cut they cut a lot of people's hours because they wasn't going to pay all of those people to um be at home and you know there wasn't because that means they had to provide the you know all of the equipment that they needed at home and then some people just didn't have the home environment to be able to do that work
1: mm-hmm. yeah that uh that had to hurt you go to school all that time to get you a desk job and y'all yeah. the first to go
0: yeah so yeah it it it's got to get back to where we are um financially in a safe space. And to be honest, land ownership. Mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest bills is rent or mortgage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That takes a large chunk out of people's income.
1: I think, Imagine uh, if
0: that was eliminated.
1: Yeah, we, we need some literacy when it comes to that too because the way they got it set up, like you can buy a house but not own the but land. Not the and land. Exactly. Yeah, so tell, you
0: know, we have- I tell people yeah. all the time, I say, you know, if you're talking to the real estate agent and they're talking about, oh yeah, this beautiful house and this beautiful house and this beautiful house and the beautiful house and beautiful house and it's like, but the talk is never around the land. That's an issue. Now, if it says this beautiful house with three acres of land, okay, now we're we talking about we getting the house and the land. But in a lot of these subdivisions and stuff like that, the little plot of land is not, I mean, you ain't buying that. You literally just buying the home. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You're not owning the little plot. Not unless you buy the lot and then build the home. But generally, if the home is already built, it's not really included in the land Mm
2: -hmm.
0: unless it's specified. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know about air rights. Okay, in mineral rights, especially in certain cities where you can buy the air rights, because that's the right to build up high, or because somebody can take and build over top of you, because you ain't that you ain't got the air rights.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy, but yeah, yeah, it's a thing.
1: How do we get these kind of literacy classes going? Uh, do we go back to the community center with that? You
0: no, know, we have to create it ourselves because if we keep waiting on somebody else. It just ain't gonna happen. Just I don't nice. see
1: too many people jumping out the window to get started either.
0: No, because a lot of people get just discouraged because you know when you do nice things for people and people don't appreciate it, you get discouraged. But I mm. and I think it's because people are focusing on grown folks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. they're
0: focusing on grown folks instead of. Focusing on the children because you know it's Adults are there at that stage where they're gonna learn what they want to learn whenever they want to learn, and they know how to get on the internet and figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. So, and some people just ain't they just ain't interested in it. But the children, they're they're still in the yeah, I want to learn, 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 learn. So if you start introducing it to the children young, they'll know these things. When my daughter was like um, ten. I had her learning banking terms,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, because they have like, you can find a whole PDF of banking training online where a lot of these banks give their, their um, teller employees and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It is free. You can, you can learn these skills, these banking terms so you can understand what's being said to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's got to be benef- beneficial outside of these, uh, the educational domain that they have in place. Because uh, I've seen children go in, and it seemed like they, they were unlearning the things that they knew before they went.
0: Oh, well, see, that's see, that's an, that's another thing. And then I'm gonna have to cut this sh- convo short. We've be going an hour. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know, we can talk forever, but um, <laughs> see, that's another thing too. When so you're it's it's like a fight for your child's time and your time, right? You're at work, your child is at school being taught whatever they're being taught.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're exhausted from work. They're exhausted from school. So when do you have time to teach them your core beliefs? Mm-hmm. Or anything? Y'all both tired because y'all both mm-hmm. don't went to work. Yep. So when you can homeschool, you know, it's, that's a good foundation. Yep. In, in my opinion, from a, a parent who's homeschooled and who's my oldest daughter, she went to public school up until she was 15. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to get you out of there. We are going to homeschool. You're going to graduate with my homeschool degree, which she went to college with my degree.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah.
0: So I've seen I've seen both ends of the spectrum. It was less stressful when I homeschooled. I wasn't constantly up there, um, you know, having to deal with the school because of uh, some teacher don't have a mental breakdown and don't know how to teach children or mm-hmm. it's just some wild stuff happening.
1: Yep. Yep. So, no doubt.
0: So, yeah. But yeah, just basically getting to a place where we have more of our time.
1: I'm with that. Because right
0: now, time is a precious commodity, and we spend a great deal of our time giving it to somebody else, giving it to our jobs, giving it to social media. Exactly. And then we don't have much time for ourselves. And and to bring it back full circle to the beginning of the topic, not giving us time to heal from those womb traumas. Yep. Because you got to sit by yourself alone in order to heal.
1: Yep, I agree. Because if you agree.
0: got stuff happening all the time around you, it allows you to distract yourself from the thing that you really don't need to do, and that's to heal.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I, you know, I do energy healing first. I I heal myself because healing is a daily process.
1: Yes, it is.
0: So I heal myself, and then I help others to to learn how to heal themselves. Because I'm I'm the type of energy healer where I'm all on self-healing and I'm only here to help teach you how to self-heal because I'm not creating codependencies over here
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. you know, that's definitely. not what
0: because some people will create codependencies because they want to get money out of you
1: mm-hmm. I see that
0: but in my opinion the best healer is the one that don't have to continuously work on you
1: I see that definitely So should be a it's, start and the end date
0: Absolutely, and and preferably one session is all you need. (laughs) Yeah, but there are a lot of people that create these codependencies and make you think that you ain't able to do things on your own, and you must get their assistance to do this, that, and the third. And run for the hills if you run into somebody like that.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen it. Definitely seen it.
0: Yeah, no, that you should be dealing with somebody. Who helps you realize the power that you have within yourself? Definitely, yeah. All right, Kehoe, I'm around it up. I thank you so very much for joining me on this show. You are my first guest.
1: Oh, Yay! thank you, thank you. It's been you a have the pleasure. The honor of
0: being the first.
1: All right, right on time for me, then. Thank you.
0: All righty, it was a good conversation, and um, I'm sure the audience is going to love you. You got a, a good radio voice
1: uh oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: You're yeah, you're very thank in, intellectual.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, you too. You too. But all right, then uh peace. I enjoy being on the show and uh I'm definitely uh open whenever you get at me. All
0: right, then peace.
2: Thanks.
1: All right, all right. peace.